It's the Tiltcast episode 566, Morning Voice. And this week, guys, we talked Diablo 4 Season 2, Starfield, and Risk of Rain Returns. Stay tuned. I need my caffeine. show i'm nas i'm jason i'm rusty and with the three of us you'll get an indeterminate amount of time of bullshit games and some news it's early it's (laughs) so early (laughs) rusty you're a fucking bastard i don't know what i was thinking Rusty's like, let's record at 9 a.m. on a Sunday. Ugh. I'm, yeah. I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad boy. He's a bad, bad boss. Bad Which boss. Which is fine with me because I have children. And I'm not. up this early no matter what. Um, I'm not. It is uh, November 19th. It is uh, 9.40 a.m., but we've been on the horn since a little after 9. Mm-hmm. Getting ready. I still have morning voice. Waking up. I had, uh, I had to do my old man things. Yeah. My cereal bars and my... <laughs> your cereal bars. Pills. You have your Captain Crunch? I did. Well, these were... Uh, what are they? I don't even know anymore. Nutri-Grain bars. And for, and for November, it is a balmy 51 degrees. Oh, yeah. We forgot it's, the forecast. It's yes. freaking, it's right now, it's 35 degrees in the Northlands, and there has not been any white shit. Oh, that, dang, that's almost, that's almost like 10 degrees above normal there. It's, it's dumb, actually. Uh, normally, there is a nice blanket of white shit on the, uh, on the ground about, uh, by about now. And uh, there is no white shit. There is no slow rain. It's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's not seasonal. (laughs) It's also deer season up here and deer camp without snow is, is just wrong. Yeah. My, uh, my dog has not done the pooping yet. She, uh, peeked her head outside in the rain. She's like, nope, not doing it. No, I don't poop in the rain either. I don't I poop mean, in the rain. No, no rain pooping. There's, there's definitely no rain pooping. She, uh, so she's bundled up in her blanket, like sleeping through the, uh, the poop pains, I guess. I'm hoping when we take a break, it's like light enough. And I know that it's not going to be. So what I'm going to do, even if it's lightly sprinkling, is I'm going to shut the back door. I'm going to pick her up like a football and we're going to go under the tree and I'm going to hope she does her business. Uh, I was I was just thinking that you would be that guy that would be like out there with a freaking umbrella over their dock. <laughs> uh, I do do that. And she <laughs> she uh she gets an umbrella while she takes a dump, and then she gets oh, she hates geez. water so much. You you, you have baby that oiled dog so that much. dog so bad. I know. <laughs> <sighs> 
Yeah, she hates water. She needs a bath, too. It's, But I'm not going to give her a bath when it's raining outside because she's already going to get wet. Wow. Yeah, she uh, she went into a coma over there, trying to trying to sleep through all of this rain so she can get back out and do her business. She would not survive in the wild. No, no, that's okay. She is not a wild thing. The uh, it's been a weird week. Um, we've all been busy. We've all been crazy Very. busy. We're gonna be busy, obviously, next weekend. I'm super busy with my side business, but then I also saw like two concerts in a week, both two hours out of town um, on work nights, which is crazy of me, but I'm not dead yet. It is absolutely nuts of you. I was showing Rusty yesterday. We were, uh, I had went and gave my cards out. So like my side my side hustle is I do a lot of concert photography and I do um, slight boudoir kind of stuff. It's not, it's almost not boudoir. What it is is I've got friends that like weird, cool pictures and outfits um, that are slightly sexy. Um, I don't want to be getting known as the nudie photographer. Um, there's a lot of those. Um, mm-hmm. And, and uh, so I don't want to be known as that. And most of the other guys that do any kind of like costume stuff in town also are just there to get tit shots and probably just whack off at home, um, which is not me. So <clears throat> I uh, I did one of those that paid pretty well. And then I've done a concert. I've done concert photography almost every weekend. And I've got five projects lined up before the end of the year, which is nuts. So I've been stupid busy with that. Um, it's kept me from playing a lot of game, um, but it has made me a lot of side money. And I spent a lot of side money this week on concert merge because I'm an idiot. But I was showing Rusty. I was like, yeah, I handed my cards out the other night to – I went to a small show um, to some bands I listened to on the daily. And uh, I was like, you know what? This is small enough. I can get right up on the stage. I can take some cool shots with my phone. And uh, – you know, I'll, I've got some pretty good editing skills with Lightroom. I'll, uh, I'll make some good shots out of this. And so I made some good shots, right? Like it'd be good by all accounts. And I watched their guy. So one of the guys behind the merch booth also had a camera and it's looked like it was exactly the same camera as mine. And I watched him go up and take a couple of shots and then they posted them the next day. And I looked at those shots and then I looked at my shots and I was like, I should have brought my camera. Those are awesome. <laughs> Biner are just like, that's a really decent photo. And then I look at theirs, I'm like, fucking holy crap. That's a, that's a badass photo. So I didn't, I'm not even sending them. I might post them on like my personal Facebook. I'm not going to even post them on my photo profile because I'm, I'm slightly embarrassed about the difference in quality. It's, it's, I mean, you were there with a, uh, with a fucking <laughs> phone. Now you understand. You oh, I know. Or I, a camera fucking bastard but after you see the uh after you see the quality you get from a good camera you can't just go back to using a phone anymore you can't there is no way you can get the same kind of shots with the phone and i'll tell you why and i won't nerd out on photography too much but mm-hmm. you can get a you can get a with good aperture control and a lint i'll tell you the difference so <clears throat> 
your lens on your camera, think about how big the, the light sensor is on your camera at most a quarter of an inch, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the camera sensor on my camera, even though it is not the same megapixel count as my phone, is three inches by two inches. It's several orders of magnitude bigger. You can get so much more detail. And my aperture control is with a lens and not with software. And that's important because it's light refraction, not simulation. And it makes a big difference on your perspective on shots. Um, if I can get a, 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 f- a field of view that's one foot deep, I can create depth around somebody in a way that I cannot do with my phone. And anybody that takes photos will tell you the same thing. Like you capture a level of detail with your camera that there's just impossible to get no matter how. Just because you have a lot of pixels doesn't mean that you have, you can capture the same level of detail you can with a sensor that's that much bigger. It's mm-hmm. just literally physics at that point. It just doesn't, it doesn't match. It doesn't matter that you got a 64 megapixel camera on your phone. You've got a quarter inch camera sensor. It's not the same. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and that, that was funny too because I was I went I made some new friends taking photos and I went up with this gal um, to this show that I went to on Thursday night and she was kind of telling me the same thing. She's like, you know, you came out of nowhere. She's like, I know you've been in and around the scene back and forth. She's like, there's this gal that takes photos with a uh, like a tripod and a uh, um, a selfie stick with a iPhone of a lot of the boys. And she was like, it's just so much different than what you're doing. And she's like, and she charges almost more than you do. She's like, it's nuts. She's like, you're unintentionally running her out of this game because nobody wants to use her stuff anymore. I was like, well, I'm not competitive. She's like, it doesn't matter. Having somebody with a good camera that can take pictures of the local guys that actually make them look like big bands is kind of a big difference. She's Mm -hmm. like, that's why your, your calendar's filling up really fast. She's like, you don't even understand like the quality of stuff we've been having to deal with the last like three years. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of one of those, one of those things. There is a huge segment of photography out there and filmmaking that thinks the iPhone is the greatest piece of equipment ever given to the, to the segment. Oh. It, it's you could and use an iPhone like, for like a an indie film. I know I've heard of that, but there are some things you're definitely missing out on. Like it just does not have the focus control. It does not have the aperture control that you get with a camera. You can get ISO control, but ISO is just the light sensitivity of your sensor. Like it's just different. The other two things that are part of photography are just, and it's also a sixteen by nine, right? Like it's not a three two. So you have to recrop for that too. It's it's great for Instagram and it's not good for uh I don't know. I always just think it's funny. I'll see I remember I went downtown and there was a guy shooting pictures of this gal and he had an iPhone and I was like, What are you doing? What are you doing, boy? Um <laughs> What are you doing, boy? Uh bad phrasing, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um It just yeah. it was goofy. But um yeah, I've been doing that. It's been kept me busy, so I've had to kind of alternate what I play, which has been different than normal. Um, and then my parents' um, house almost caught fire um, on Thursday Jesus. night. I didn't tell you this, Jason, because you were you were dealing with things the other night. Um, 
the uh, my parents have a hasty bake. If you don't know what that is, it's you know a primo smoker. You know, for people that know how to smoke food. And uh, <clears throat> my dad had lowered the fire to put it out. My dad's super cheap with charcoal; like he reuses it, reuses it, reuses it. And I guess when he was like spreading the ash or something, an ember just like popped out. And uh, didn't know it. So at like 4.30, they stopped smoking food and ate, you know. And at about 10.30, they were already asleep because my parents were in their 60s. And uh, their neighbor was getting home from working out. And they lived kind of far out. And uh, their deck was on fire. And he came over, like ran over. Well, my dad was like, his car was still running. He uh, ran over, started ringing the doorbell and banging on their door until they woke up. And they woke up. My mom was like, yeah. So I walked over to answer the door and looked out the backyard and saw it looked like my backyard was on fire. So my dad was in his underwear with a garden hose putting it out while the neighbor called 911. I mean. And uh, that hasty bake melted. Um, oh. Their Traeger melted. Oh. Um. But it only got half the deck. And in fact, yesterday, my dad has rebuilt most of the deck already. Um, and then they ordered like these big, like fireproof mats and like welding mats to put under the grills. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad my parents aren't dead because that would have been on fire while they were sleeping because that totally was what was going on. Um, Damn. Yeah. And that happened on my way back from that show. Like I got a text. My mom was like, we're lucky to be alive. Our our deck caught fire. I was like, what? <laughs> so now I'm smoking a ham, even though my dad's already went and got another hasty bake. Um, it's, it's raining outside, so you don't have to worry about the, the, the deck catching fire. That and you have a, a concrete pad. So, yeah, I, I, I was super conscious of that. I was I was grilling last night making salsa. And, uh, yeah, like I <laughs> took all the leaves and I like created like a, a wall around my deck where there's no leaves or my duck, my, my pad. But yeah, I always grill on the pad. I'm not going to grill yeah. on the grass. But, um, yeah. yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, Jason, what you been up to? <laughs> Oh, this week's just been super busy with it. This time in November is always super busy for me because I've got two kids with birthdays uh, within, within 10 days of each other. And Thanksgiving is always in the mix. Uh, for the second birthday, uh, mm. because it's the 25th. So, um, just been dealing with parties and setting up parties. And, uh, my parents came into town for this week. So there was, you know, the manic rush to clean up the house and do all that too. Um, so basically, I've been busy with everything except video games for the most part. Right. Um, so not really all that much exciting for me this week. Well, it's been a minute since I've you know been on the show. A lot of shits happened. 
lot of actual shit. Um, so, dude, uh, it's been what two, three weeks now. Yeah, it's been about three weeks. I think me and Jason did two double shows. Yeah. So, um, the big reason why I haven't been on the show recently is because, uh, uh, there's no good way to say this, so I'm just going to say it. Uh, the shitter flooded <laughs> in, the, in the upstairs, uh, in the, in the, the bathroom, I have two bathrooms, one on the ground level, one of the upstairs, the ground level one flooded. Um, and that, uh, that was a very shitty situation. Um, uh, so we caught it relatively quickly. I mean, it's still flooded a couple of the rooms. And of course, those rooms had carpet. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it's, it's been a fucking journey since then. Cause we had surf pro, which is basically like, you know, your, uh, your flood remediation, you know, companies, they come out and try to dry up the uh the walls and the floor and see what needs to be uh, torn out and of course we had to tear out all the carpet and underneath that carpet we found uh nine by nine uh tile and anybody that's ever dealt with nine by nine tile knows that that's uh it's got asbestos in it and various uh, quantities so that needed to be remediated too. Um, and yeah, it's, so it's been basically a couple of weeks of going to work, coming home, and you know, cleaning up, you know, tile and freaking, you know, trying to get the floor ready, and you know, you know, getting in touch with contractors, and you know, trying to figure out what we're gonna do for new flooring, and dealing with the fucking insurance companies, and it's nuts. I, I fucking hate it. every every bit of it. So you did have insurance helped out? Yeah, the insurance helped out a little bit. They're basically like, well, there's floor uh, the carpet needed to be replaced, so uh, we'll cover the carpet. That's the one one of the things that I uh, I learned about this whole situation is that uh, insurance companies do not cover the cause of <coughs> damage. So if your pipes burst and it floods your home, the insurance company will cover all the damage of the flood, but they will not cover the pipes bursting, which I thought was dumb (laughs) because that doesn't make any goddamn sense, (laughs) but I guess that's that's the way that that goes they won't cover the repair of the pipes that they sucks cover the damage so that meant that you know we were dealing with all that but we still needed to figure out you know get a plumber out here to come out and you know and figure out why the fucking uh you know the the toilet overflowed in the first place <clears throat> and we figured that out uh cause we you know we were like you know, fuck it. We're, t- we're tired of dealing with, uh, you know, the mom and pop shops around here because they'll come out and they'll, uh, they'll be like, no, nah, I really don't want to have to de- uh, dig up your yard. So I'm going to give you a really, you know, high quote so that you don't use this. 
which is a really weird way of doing business. But anyway, um, we uh, he's like, fuck it, we're just gonna call her. <coughs> uh, and they come out, and this dude was a champion. He's like, I'm gonna figure out why your fucking you know your 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 toilet was overflowing, and. You know, he, he runs the snake, and the snake gets stuck, and he's like, that, that's not fucking good, so let's figure out why. Uh, let's, uh, let's pull the, uh, pull the shitter and get the big guns out. And, uh, he, uh, he pulled out a, a fist-sized knot of fucking roots. In your pipes? In, in the pipes. That sucks. Yeah, so if the if there's roots in the pipes, that means that there is ways for those roots to get into the pipes. So um, he's like, it'll work for right now, but we're going to need to, you know, you're going to need to dig up your pipes out in the yard and figure out where the roots are coming from. Like, ah, oh, fuck. So we're using that shitter very sparingly and very you know, watching it very close um and uh yeah we've got it's it's coming up on you know well it would normally be permafrost season right so there's not a lot of uh people who want to do any type of excavating in the winter time up here <clears throat> right because normally the uh, uh the ground's frozen it's Thankfully, not right now, but that's, you know, they're still not wanting to commit to it, right? So that's a spring thing. So we're down to, like, one and a half bathrooms, and we have to really watch the one that's down there. You know, it's, it's just, like, it builds on itself, right? And work's been really stupid busy and fucking... Uh, I've just been, I've just been <clears throat> tired. Like, I have played a little bit of fucking games. Like, I finished, I finished Starfield, which is, I guess, an achievement because it took me an entire month to do. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, I haven't really been able to put more than thirty minutes into a video game since Starfield. Well, I'm kind of in the same boat, right? Like, I've been busy with my side job. Hmm. So I've got two games to talk about, sort of three, but it's Risk of Rain Returns, Season 2 of Diablo 4, and a tiny bit of Alan Wake. Because Risk of Rain Returns is... touched Alan Wake. Risk of Rain Returns is easy to jump in and jump out. Yeah, that's true. I've, I've considered it because I did do Risk of Rain 2 quite a bit. Yeah. The, uh, I guess we can talk about game shit. Um, I mean, we might as well. We might as well talk about the over. one that Jason's currently playing and we're all playing. Like, Jason, you are, how far are you into Starfield right now? I'm not very far in. I'm only level 10. I've only done 15 missions or so. Yeah. Like, have you gotten to your Fusarado uh, moment? I've barely scratched the surface. Have you gotten to your Fusarado moment? Have you followed uh, the main quest line I'm enough? Probably, probably not. Okay. Um, 
I, I would um, agree, Rusty. That's fairly close, but not uh, not there yet. I say get to where you understand the motivation of the main story before you like really dive into the side stories. Yep. Um, it does make get a difference. Through through that moment. Yeah, yeah. Get through at least one of those before you jump into a, a side faction quest forever. And you can get lost in the, the, the radiant quests pretty easy and feel like you're like kind of spinning your wheels without a lot of direction. I feel like I feel like the Metacritic for so let's talk about something like there's a lot of hate for Starfield right now. It is definitely the I want to hate on something game this year because it wasn't released on PlayStation. Um, I don't think it was just that. But anyway, I think there's more to it than that. But um, I think it's an incredibly ambitious game that has some flaws um, that I'd like to see worked out though I did enjoy my time with it. It's not even close to beating Baldur's Gate, but um, there's nothing that's going to beat Baldur's Gate this year. I know people are saying Alan Wake might. No, it won't. Um, so if you get that out of the way, like I think what they need, and you'll notice this, Jason, is they need a better way of randomizing locations on planets. Mm -hmm. uh, because you do, after a while, start to run into the same locations kind of frequently if you play it for a long time um, with kind of the same types of baddies in them. Um, there are some great ones. I don't, Rusty, did you ever run into the one that was like directly referencing um, the thing? Um, I think I ran into that one, but oh, yeah, I think so. So, you run into yeah. an oil derrick and then there's a bunch of like dead bodies and things that have mutated and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like some of the like side stories on the planets are pretty cool. Um, like there's a whole like forgotten colony that I ran into that was pretty cool too. Um, like some of that stuff's pretty neat, but they, the copy paste locations like needs more variety. And again, right, it's it's a very ambitious game. So I got like a thousand planets, probably have, I think I've landed on like 200 planets at this point, right? Just checking it out. And I would say that like for every location that I've run into, I've run into 10 copies of it. So like they need to either fix, either use a randomizer of some sort to redo how those layouts go. Because what they did is they randomized the terrain, right, on the planets, um, but mm -hmm. they don't random and they randomize from a choice of points of interest when you land on a planet but those random points of interest come from a pool of like a hundred of them right and when you're when it's this big you start to run into copies um i don't even know if it's a hundred maybe i think it's less it might be less you might be right um they do use unique locations for the like main story beats but like the other stuff they, they, you know, they reuse those locations and it starts to look kind of samey and kind of grindy. And, uh, like, I think the gunplay's fine. Like, I enjoyed it. It's no Call of Duty. Um, no. I think Mag Shear is probably my favorite. Any kind of, like, mag rail gun that has, like, three laser dots is, like, my favorite thing. But, like, oh. the, um, 
the uh you know it it needs another it needs another faction or two for sure and then it, i think the biggest thing that would make more sense would be the uh location changing stuff would help out a lot i got like way deep into building a base for a while too and like letting it auto sort and do all sorts of crazy shit and like spent probably 20 hours just diving into automation on a base until I realized I didn't have like, it's like I can farm all my materials now without having to farm materials. And then I, you know, ended up upgrading all of my weapons. And then I was like, I guess I've upgraded them to the max. <laughs> and I've got so many materials now, like, I don't know what to do. Um, you know, the way you spend money too. like occasionally you'll find, I do like that you can find guns in the vendors that are pretty good. Um, but there are much better on playthrough two when they're already max level guns. So you don't have to, you know, get a gun that you're going to use for a little bit and then replace with a, the next tier gun later, even though that other one has great aspects on it. Um, I like the dog fighting. It just, it feels, it's like you go out into space, right? And you, go to your planet, you fast travel to your planet and then you're in orbit and then you have a dogfight, and then you click on the planet and then you land. And so like, there's a weird disconnect there. Like I do kind of agree after playing it for 200 hours that it would be nice to have just some space RPG ness about it. Even if though it's a little bit boring, I think it would make a little bit more sense. Um, I don't mind the fact that you can fast travel, but it would be nice to, also have the act the ability to just scout with your ship and then land. Um, there, there and there needs to be more of. I, I've I've wanted more to do with the ship. Like I spent a lot of time building a ship. Mm -hmm. I I built a ship that was like a uh, class C, like fucking star destroyer. Fucking like it it shoots all all the lasers, right? Oh yeah. And then, and then uh, I, I found that there was really nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'd do, I mean, I'd I go was do having trouble trying to find ships to shoot, you know? I just did the bounty missions with my ship and got money and extra piloting points from blowing shit up doing that. But yeah, yeah. you're right. Like it should be, there should be some like epic space battles to kind of join or some radiant space battles to join or like a faction war or something to like mm -hmm. give you more. And if you wanted to be like, you can be a space trucker in the game, right? Like you can add a bunch of cargo and then take these cargo missions, but it's essentially pick cargo mission. It automatically fills your hole literally from landing can fast travel to the next point on the next tra travel to the planet in space, then click one more time. And now I'm landed and then I'm done with that mission. Like right. it, there would be more tension if I had to, like warp to the system, then fly down to the planet and avoid spacers or something on my way. Right. Uh, and or, there's just no tension there. Even docking. Like, I mean, we go back to, uh, if we go back to like elite dangerous, Oh, learning how to fly your thing. Yeah. Part of the whole thing was just like learning how to dock and land, you know? Yeah. The, uh, the manual landing process was a little bit difficult. <laughs> well, I thought that that was, I thought that added to the immersion of it. Like, once you figured it out, you you got it. I know, I had a, I had like a driving a car. I had a few space know? whales that I got pretty good with my thrusters. 
um, and felt really good about being able to flip my ship around backwards and then park. Like it's kind of the same feeling you have as a man when you back into a parking space. Same thing with a spaceship, like fly in, spin it sideways or like flip it and then spin it and then land. And I'd have like stupid fun doing stuff like that. They stick the landing. It's, what it is, is it's like, it's an RPG with all these systems built around it, right? And then you have people comparing it to games who do all the other systems better, but have zero RPG. So, like, the flight systems in Elite are amazing. The uh, planets are amazing. But those planets in Elite are pretty barren. Let's not let's not get it twisted, right? No, they're, they're barren. That, um, that, that whole side of the that, that game system they do is way better, mm-hmm. but that's all it's focused on, right? A hundred percent simulation, and then you got you've got uh, No Man's Sky, which is a hundred percent exploration, and it does that part good. But your ships suck, your weapons suck, and your sense of what to do kind of sucks, right? So all those things that are tacked on, it does really good. It just doesn't do the the meat and potatoes well. Starfield does the meat and potatoes pretty well, but the planet exploration kind of sucks. The uh, randomization sucks on the planets, right? And your sense of direction after a while kind of sucks. Like, it's there's so many other parts of that game. Like, they, they mashed, you know, your Factorio. They mashed your, you know, your uh, Skyrim. They mashed your a little bit of No Man's Sky into that. They mashed a little bit of uh, of uh, of Elite Dangerous into that. So, like, the, the, the core nuts and bolts are pretty decent, but all those other things are just not quite fleshed out. And so, like... So we- all those other things need to be fleshed out for it to be an, a completely epic game, right? So what we need is we need the, you know, the, the you know, we need to take bits and pieces of these three games. We need the the space sim of Elite Dangerous, the exploration of No Man's Sky, and the quest system of, uh, of Starfield. Have, uh, mash them all together, and then we've got, you know, we've got this, you know, the, the game that we want. Right, which which all the uh, which might be Squadron Forty Two if they finish it in the next ten years. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I watched. No. I watched. I'm, uh, I'm not even thinking Star Citizen at this point. Fuck this. Game. I. It's. I'll be it's honest so with you. I'm not a big Asmogold fan, right? But like, he's a stupid popular streamer, and he, he was showing off a demo that, um, you know whatever that company is, the Wing Commander guys, put together mm-hmm. for Squadron 42 of what the final product would look like. It's pretty neat looking. Um, it's, again, we've just been, we've literally been talking about Star Citizen since we started the podcast back in 2011. Um, it yeah, is it one of the most, things that I, yeah, it's one of the most ambitious games to ever come to pass. And, like, that's the problem with Starfield is, like, it's that plus... Plus, because you've got a lot of Sony fanboys that are super salty that it's not on there. They're just going to fucking trash the shit out of it, right? And then everybody's going to highlight the one crazy bug they have. I've had – I have never had a space station follow me to the planet. Just going to say that, (laughs) right? But that has happened and people have documented it, right? Because it's a very, very widely played game. So somebody had that, right? Um, there's been people that have had like their cockpits take off and the ships stay on the planet. I never had that either. Like, yes, I, I'm trying to, the, the bug that I had is I had a door that wouldn't open for a quest. That's the big bug that I had. And I've had it crash to a desktop a couple of times. Those are the bugs I had. 
pretty normal bugs. It was a side quest. I didn't have any of those. Right. It was a side quest that I never got to complete. Even on playthrough two, I tried to do it again and it just never completed. So like those are the kinds of bugs I had. I did not have space stations following me or anything crazy like that. Um, I'm not also not the kind of person that like unloads all their shit in their ship to make it look like a fucking trash truck flying it around and hoping all those physics work. Like the, Again, an incredibly ambitious game that doesn't quite stick the landing is the best description of Starfield. I do like playing it, though, but it's like a solid four and a quarter. It is still, I will stand behind that it's probably one of the best sandboxes out there um, for sandbox stuff, right? There's there's no other sandbox that's this big that has this much to do. Like, you can, you could compare Elite, right? But there's a lot of mundane tasks. And there's been parts of Elite that have been crazy good. But the way they fucked the performance and set your objectives to just putting out fires and repairing the same space station, like, again, let's not get it twisted. Let's go back to what they did with uh, the last patch of Elite, where you had the same three jobs that you could do as a human on planets with, like, the same 10 copy-paste stations over and over and over again, right? With the same shitty PvP that you could do with other people on the same layout of planets over and over and over again. <clears throat> that happened okay. in a game that was widely regarded as very good, and they fucked that up really hard. And then you've got, you know, No Man's Sky, which can be a pretty fun game, a pretty fun sandbox, but you essentially just end up warping to planets to find the thing, right? And then learning the language, you know, word by word or two words by two words. And then trading for random ships that are kind of that look kind of cooler, but you don't have any kind of ship builder with that, you know. Well, you sort of do, but you sort of don't. Um, it does have a better building system for structures. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's so sandbox like you kind of run out of shit to do pretty fast, um, and, unless you just want to fucking explore. Um, yeah, and so it could have. It just it Starfield should, you know could have had more of No Man's Sky in it as far as like the exploration on planets. One of the biggest bitches that people had with uh with Starfield is um basically uh there wasn't very much in the you know the the random emergent g- gameplay. I agree like, with you that. Drop onto a planet and your uh your target is five minutes away basically walking you know five real minutes away there's nothing to do for you as the player for five minutes instead of uh, you know you're going in that direction especially on planets that don't have any fauna you know there isn't any anything attacking you you're just basically like spacewalking for five minutes to get to a poi there's nothing to kind of pull you away from that or uh, you know that that path you know and they did better with you know with this in other games like you know think back to your playthroughs of Skyrim you're going directly towards you know the nearest town but you know off to the side you see like a ruined house and you're like I wonder what's in there and you go in there and you, you know, and you around you find a little thing and you're like okay well that was what was in there let's go back to the yeah to the path go down the path and you know 
you know, a fucking villager passes you by and says, hey, uh, there's bandits this way. And it was like, okay. You know, and you, and you it's, have those, it's those because, moments where it's because shit just like pulls you away from your, uh, uh, from your target. If you took Skyrim and you just like expanded it out, you just have bigger moments, gaps of nothing to do with right with and, and that's basically starfield. what starfield is you've got you've you've got the same amount of like oh uh, shiny but now it's over the course of like instead of instead of a state park it is now the entire state <laughs> right you know it and it it does a good job like i'll this is one like one of the few one ups it had over Baldur's Gate is instead of having to talk to everybody, you overhear people and you get a little like pop up in your quest log of like, hey, you might check out this thing. And yeah, it it points you in. And that made happened in the main settlements, sure, but it I'm not I'm not dogging on the main settlements. Like the main settlements were actually built, you know, relatively well. Um speaking um, of main settlements, Jason after you get to your Fuserad Da moment, you just need to go to Titan and talk to everybody. You'll, I assumed as much. You will thank me later. There are some really funny side quests on Titan. Um, that's another way to kind of play this game if just after putting so much time into it. I think you kind of like finish what you got main quest-wise in the area you're in, and if you want to level more or explore more, go land on a few settlements. But the main settlements, right? Like stuff like Titan has a main settlement that has a landing pad that has some quests there that are pretty hilarious. Um, and you can do that for your side quests. I think it's a mistake to just go exploring planets all the time and then finding the radiant colonies that are on there because you'll sometimes run into little colonies of people that are like scientists or engineers or something like that. And they'll give you radiant side quests, which are okay. But if you can find a place with a landing pad that's like a even a small proper settlement, there's lots of little stories on those, which I thought were pretty well crafted. Um, like in my head, like it's a it's a four two five, and then the new game plus gets really fucking crazy, which I could explain to you later, Rusty. Um, which I won't say anything to Jason, but you know. I just put it down because I wanted to play other things. Like I still like have had moments where I was like, I really want to play Starfield when I got off work. Um, I don't know. What's your thoughts, Rusty? I, I, as soon as I hit the new game plus, I stopped immediately stopped. Like I, I landed and I'm like, all right, I'm done. And I think it was mainly because I spent so much time on my Class C ship and spent so much time and money on that Class C ship. I just built it probably maybe, I don't know, a couple play sessions before. And, and then you lost it. And then I lost it. And that just left a really fucking sour taste in my mouth. And I'm like, you know, you know, I, I'm, I was not very fond of the ending um and i wasn't very fond of the whole uh, the whole idea of a new game plus and i was like all right i saw credits i'm done um that's fair i'll tell if you've got time after we're done podcasting i'll talk to you a little bit about why i'm so up on that part of it okay 
but yeah, it was, it's, it's, I'd say it's worth a play, but it's also just, it suffers from, it suffers from cyberpunk's like over promising under delivering issue that cyberpunk had initially too. But uh, uh, just looking back at what I was, my, my playthrough of cyberpunk, the, you know, the, you know, that kind of gameplay where it's like, ooh, shiny, something new is happening over here. I'm on this quest, but there's something happening over here. I should go fucking you know, figure that out. That was there in Cyberpunk. It was just, it was damn near non-existent in, uh, in Starfield. And that hole <clears throat> was so big that it was hard to, uh, it, it was just hard to ignore that that was, you know, it just felt dead. In between, that's fair. Do you have a rating for it after beating it? My my rating for that, uh, um, I don't want to give it to. Uh, uh, let's see, I, I would say it's. it's uh, I would I would give it a four. That's a fair rating. It's still good, but it has flaws, you know, and. I, 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 I think we all wanted it to be a little bit better. I was hoping that it would be, uh, and I, they did promise a lot. And I think they, you know, they followed through with most of their promises. We just didn't expect it to be quite as. It's like, like having a. It's it's like having a good whiskey, but it's watered down. Yeah, I. That's a good description. I think. They're, there's part of me that wishes that when it came to the main story, it was a little bit more linear. Uh, it kind of is, Jason. You just need to play it more. <laughs> also, you need to get rid of your space chevette, which you probably still have. You're going to get in like yeah. one dogfight and you're going to die and you'll be like, fuck. That's true. Put some points in like being able to target systems with your character. Um, but you won't be able to do that until you've flown your ship and been blown up a few times. Um, that's really fair. That's that's my you know the the closest analogy I can come up with. <laughs> well, they're supposed to come out with DLC here in a couple months, which I'm curious to see what happens with that. Um, and they're finally got DLSS is in beta right now on Steam. Um, so we'll see what kind of happens. I'm, I don't know. I want to, I've tried modding it too. The, I didn't mod a lot. I modded the inventory system so that you had a, a better sorting system for it and you can look at your categories by weight. Um, but updating yeah. it with, with, uh, game pass is pretty difficult. You basically have to re download what mods you had and redo it. So I have a folder on my desktop that has a list of names of what mods I have and links to the Nexus page so that I can update it. And, you know, it updates regularly enough that, like, you have to go back to Nexus, re-download it, overwrite the file, and then play it again. And it's literally just two mods. I have the Achievement achievement Enabler and the one for Inventory Sorting was the only one I did. But um, I've thought about, like, if it goes on a winter sale, if it's relatively inexpensive like 30 bucks i'd buy it on the winter sale so it was easier to mod yeah i'm i think i'm 
Uh, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it for the moment. But it, it brings me back to something because Rusty, last Friday, I want to say last night, but yesterday was a blur. Mm. Um, you were like, oh, yeah, season two of Diablo 4 is not bad because we were trying to figure out what to play. And uh, so I did play. And uh, you might laugh a little bit. But you, you mean you started characters together. I started a rogue. And um, I can't. What character did you start? I started Druid. A, a Druid. Yeah. We got to like what, like level 18 together or something like that? Yeah. And so yesterday I uh, completed the uh, season two content and my yeah. character is now level 43. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was You're up right. till. I laughed. I, uh, that's why I was laughing because uh, that's why I was up until 2 a.m. last night. Yeah. See, I told you it goes stupid fast. I've done like six. Do the... I've done like six side quests. Everything was season two content. Yeah. Like all the way to the end. I've got side quests all over. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Well that's good because I was I was getting a little um I have to complete it. a little pissed at my druid, so I can now play my necromancer. <laughs> I have to complete a nightmare the nightmare challenge to progress to the next level of the season content. But I've completed the season two story. Which is goofy as fuck. But um it's fun. You're right. Like the, it's not perfect, but it got me back into playing Diablo again. Um, the they do this thing where you have like vampire powers, and you go do an event where you kill lots of vampires, right? And then you get them to spawn boss vampires, and they drop like blood. And then you use that blood to upgrade vampire powers that you have. And then you've got like a little spoke that's got like five slots for vampire powers. And you got like four, three aspects that are on your gear to enhance those vampire powers. And I have like an unkillable rogue. Now, not completely unkillable because I did get my ass smacked by the butcher last night in a random dungeon. And I almost got him, but not quite. But I've got some crazy health regen. And then I've got these little blood globules that drop that... You know, I'm a rogue, so I'm moving all over the place that do AOE damage. And then I've got the twisted blades with the um, aspect that, like, spins them around me. So, like, I'm just like a little buzzsaw, um, just, like, doing damage all over the place and constantly healing myself, which is crazy. Um, my rogue kills shit so fast. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't had this much fun playing a rogue since I played a rogue in World of Warcraft a million years ago. Um, rogue was fun. Like... The only reason why I I didn't, you know, I stopped playing my rogue was because it was very clicky. Like, you end up button mashing a lot, right? I, um, I got into a rhythm, and I'm using a controller, so it's like A-A-X, 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 right? Like, it's like normal, normal, yeah, like special. Normal, normal, and then your core skill. Normal, normal, core skill. Normal, normal, core, as well. If you're doing that on your mouse constantly for hours on end, it... You end up with, you end up with a a problem with your uh, your middle and index finger where they don't want to work anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing on a controller and it works exceptionally well for melee. The user controller, mm-hmm. and uh, like my Y is my dash, like my you know, and my dash also slows and stuns now because of vampire power. Mm-hmm. And then I've got another, the shadow step, right, which is like an instant backstab. So it's like, 
you see a you see an elite, you rush like make him vulnerable real quick with my basic cast and dash in there, get the big hit, drop the poison trap, and then just like go to town. Like these elites are meant like melting in like two or three seconds. Yeah. And then bosses That's... like don't last longer than a minute. Like I have yet to run into a boss, aside from the butcher who just stuns the piss out of you. Um that has lasted longer than a minute. Like every single boss encounter I go into with this guy is just like, well, this is a joke. Um, but that's the fun of that game. You need to feel really powerful and just like, just raffle stomp everything. And, uh, and also just the amount of gear drops you're getting now is so much better. Like, remember like the orange stuff used to drop super, super slow. Like mm -hmm. I'm getting stuff that actually upgrades my gear level. Like every time it drops, like I've got, 43 and I'm like gear level 550 already and I'm getting enough aspects that I can and enough money like I've got I'm getting money so fast that I can like retool all my gear pretty regularly like I'm not taking it to the max level because I'm not at you know like in nightmare level right which I might start doing that when it gets harder but like I'm able to like pull aspects off of stuff that was good you know two hours ago and then stick it back on stuff and make myself epics with good gear um, pretty regularly. And it doesn't feel weird. Like it feels good to swap shit around. Um, I don't know. Right. I, this, like, I think we were all kind of the, the last patch just ruined a lot of the balance and made it super stupid, grindy and kind of boring. Like we had some fun initially and then it just, Man, it just turned into a slog. And we all quit <laughs> playing it all together. Mm -hmm. And then we picked it back up. Like like you said, you're like, yeah, you can probably get there pretty quick. Like I skipped the story and just went straight into season two. And I was like, damn, I moved fast. Um, yeah, that was just, yeah, you just want to, you know, and it's, keep going. It's a, like, a great game to just sit there and listen to a podcast or talk to friends or, um, you know, like it serves that purpose extremely well, and it's it's got engaging, fun action RPG gameplay. Um, I think we both said last night, like, "Hey, when Poe comes out, you know, two or whatever it's called, right? Or not Poe? Is it Poe? Path of Exile? Yeah, yeah, Path of Exile. Yep. I was thinking Pillars of Eternity. Um, <laughs> when that comes out, I'll definitely try that too. But like, this is. Yeah. Diablo 4 saw it again. Like, to me, I know there's a lot of hate for Blizzard, right? Um, But I, th I think I'm past that. And, like, it moved back into my, like, at least two through five game of the year discussion. <laughs> right. It's so the the problems that I've uh, that I've had with Diablo 4 still exist. And that is while there is some build diversity there's really like only a, a handful of ways in which you could build a uh, build out your um yeah you know, the, the five different classes right <laughs> whereas you know from my experience playing poe uh there's so many that you basically need to have a college degree to fucking like figure it all out well, and that's why um, when it comes out, I'm going to need your help with a build because that's the part that always like 
that was what just threw me into a brick wall situation with the last game is just like there is so much i've watched two hours of videos of trying to figure out how to build this character and now i don't want to play my witch anymore right well there's the way that i figured out you know poe was i get a concept like you play around with poe for the first like day or two trying to figure out what kind of uh, character that you want to uh you want to run right and then you're like okay so i want to have you know uh something that's uh that's melee you know spin to win right i want i want spin to win uh i want to do something that is very fucking like whirlwindy you can then go in look for a whirlwind style build and there's a couple different ways to build that kind of uh of thing you know so it'll uh you know so i go with poe i'm not a build creator i am a build user so i go and i uh, find a you know there's a couple sites that you can use that uh that will have different builds basically planned out for you and then you just go and you know you can have fun you know playing the build and figuring out how to actually get that build to work with the gear that you, you know that's dropping but all of the all of the nodes which is the very confusing part of poe um all of the nodes Super are all planned out for you so i i i spent that and then as you go along like you know before i quit playing poe i was you know i was monkeying <coughs> around with how to do my own uh you know builds but i mean you have to put some time and effort into that you know a lot of thinking a lot of math um i don't think that poe2 is going to be any better about that i think that's kind of one of the uh right uh, i feel like it's going to be hard as fuck to figure that shit out yeah it's one of the draws to poe is how difficult or how uh how granular I guess the uh, uh, the builds can be because of how the uh, the the sphere grid for the uh, for lack of a better term actually works, um, but uh, that kind of granular build style for a character is one of the things that I'm missing from Diablo. Um, Diablo always kind of like since Diablo 3 it's always felt dumbed down like there's very little that you can do with it uh, and all of your diversity comes from the gear whereas PoE has it in both the build and the gear so I don't know it's you know what that basically means for me is Diablo has a uh, Diablo has a half life for me basically it will play and it'll be fun for a while, and then I'll get bored of it. <clears throat> so that's fair. I unless know. They figure out uh, unless they figure out something for the next season. Uh, I'm pretty sure the you know the community around Diablo is. I mean, there's way less people playing Diablo right now than they you know, than there was originally. Uh, and season two is better than season one because season one was just like. Oh, you get a special kind of gem, essentially. Um, 
season two is you know actual different powers um that you know that change how you can do builds but if they don't knock it out of the park with season three path of exile is gonna (coughs) (laughs) so it's that's just the way that is well i'll give you guys one other little tidbit um I played Risk of Rain Returns, and if you don't know what that is, like I think a lot of people that listen to the show know about Risk of Rain too. That game is yeah. excellent, dude. That that game slept. I, I slept on that game so hard, and then I played it when I moved you know, moved up here. It didn't require internet access for me to play, so I played the fuck out of it because the internet sucked when it moved. Um, <clears throat> and I love that game so much. <laughs> I really do. It's a. I keep coming back to it. It's it's a greatest hits game for the tilt cast for sure. I, I yeah. slept on it pretty hard too. I, I played it initially, didn't quite get it, thought it was too hard, and then you kind of showed me the ways of progression. And mm-hmm. it wasn't too long after that that I was beating runs on my own, and then sometimes doing runs at plus three on you know extra insane mode. Right. Um. And that game just like snowballs into a just crazy bullshit. Um, Risk of Rain Returns is the first Risk of Rain game, which is a side-scroller. Same concepts, right? Like, you go through, you find items that make you more powerful and update the way that your character plays. Um, It starts you off with two characters, the Commando and the Huntress. Um, I recommend using the Huntress first. Um, It takes the first game and redoes the graphics a little bit, makes them a little bit sharper, redoes some of the systems. The music sounds better. Um, The game is a little bit easier i think easier to grasp like they added a better tutorial um i've got four wins under my belt already um a run takes about an hour and a half um if you don't plus it but you know i don't have enough gear to plus run the game yet but i think the key to that game though is finding a character that's good at strafing Right. So the Huntress is great for that. You can like walk backwards and shoot, mm-hmm. um, and, which helps a lot on a side scroller. And then you've got like an escape with the Huntress. And then, you know, you find things like crowbars. Like some of the itemization is the same from two. Like the crowbar is like plus damage to full health enemy, right? Mm-hmm. The slow shooting weapon like the Huntress, like that's good. Like that plus crit plus fire equal win. Um, or Commando, which I've got a couple wins on now, shoots really fast, but they're really weak shots. And for him, it's like finding uh, things that trigger on hit. Bleed. Yeah, Bleed is super good with him. Um, the uh, ukulele is super good with him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, ukulele is good with everybody. Um, and then unlocking, there was a artifact I unlocked that gives me, lets me choose what items I'm getting from every box. Um, so you can create very specific builds. Um, so for uh, the commando, it was bleed ukulele plus crit plus plus fire rate, um, which got pretty crazy where he was just like, it almost sounded like he was shooting a vector. Um, <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> and then I had rocket launcher plus the, uh, I, I don't know, the bottle rockets or whatever. Like every time you activate something or you open a, a chest, you shoot rockets. And then I had a, a another item that like shortened the cooldown of everything, so I can shoot rockets like every ten seconds, 
and then that shoots like the other 10 rockets <laughs> at the same time. So it's like oh, a screen wow. clear um, plus ukulele. Like it just gets nuts. Um, it's pretty good. It's not quite as good as two as two because two, I think the 3D aspect of it really helps it. Um, the randomization is pretty good on the levels because it does that. And the bosses, like sometimes you get just raffle stomped. It's like that's a really hard boss and I'm too underleveled for this. But the music's really good. It's just it's just 2D version of uh, Risk of Rain 2. Like that's literally what it is. And it's pretty good. And it's not that expensive. I think it's less than 20 bucks. Yeah, I think uh, I've been... I've been considering it for, you know, for the last week or two, but I just, like, like I said, it's been hard for me to sit down and actually, like, spend more than half an hour playing a game. Like, it, it's good if you, you can't, like, pause a run and come back to it. So there's that. You can pause the game, but you can't, like, play part of a run and then come back to it. So for that, it's been bad. But, like, I'm notorious for pausing a game for a very long time. Like, I got through part of a run on lunch. And I was like, oh, I'm doing really good. So I just paused the game, turned off my TV, went back to work. And when I got off work, like finished my run, you know. <laughs> um, so like the, uh, I don't know, if you're looking for a pretty good roguelike, like there's that. Um, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. It's but, it's always been, uh, you know, Risk of Rain, just because it, I, I, I slept on it for the longest time it's worth playing and if they improved it and it's got similar gameplay of just you know the side scrolling aspect of that you know uh for me i know i know that's where it started is it started as a side scroller and went 3d uh but going from 3d back to the side scroller would be an interesting uh an interesting kickback like how does Risk of Rain actually work on side scroller? That's that's what my brains are already thinking. Like, ooh, this would be interesting because it gets crazy. Like, <laughs> Risk of Rain two gets stupid, <laughs> right? So, all right, yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. Well, what do you uh, what do you say about taking a short break? I think we should. Sounds good. All right, guys. All right. Um, we will be back. And we're back. Yeah, buddy. Jason, are you alive? No, he's not. I am. Very rocking and rolling. I'm over here just uh, enjoying my Mexican hot cocoa bites. They are what? Dark, dark chocolate, cinnamon, and chili. Yeah, that's good. Have you ever had uh, Mexican hot chocolate? Uh, I have not. But if it's like these little bites. I would definitely love it. Uh, it is dark chocolate and cinnamon hot chocolate with yeah, a little bit of chili powder for a little bit of tweak and holy yeah, shit. It's uh it tingles on the tongue but is also sweet and savory. Yep. It's yep. it's insane. They were at my local Sam's Club for half off because apparently nobody up here likes anything that has the word chili in it. 
It's funny, too, because I went up to Minnesota a month ago and uh, everybody wanted me to put jelly and jam on a burger. I was like, this is fucking weird. Yeah, everything goes sweet up here. I don't understand it. Yeah. And uh, I was talking about where I was from to this waitress sitting up at the counter. And she's like, oh, we got like a buffalo chicken wrap. I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And it was like not hot. She's like, well, we have some Cholula behind there. And I was like, give me the Cholula. Yeah. Let me. uh, And she just kind of like went wide eyes. This is like dumping it on the sandwich. I was like, I'm half Mexican. Like this. Yeah. This is this is not hot to me. But yeah, all the weird jellies and jams put on sandwiches is just weird. It's like I'm going to go into like a freaking like I'm, I'm about to hit some diabetes here. No wonder you guys are bigger up here. All the sugar. Like your it's, your craft peanut butter is on your on your damn table. It's it's bad. Like when I found the buffalo's uh wing sauce up here that was mild and I tried it and it was just like sad sauce. Um I was like this is this is what they think is hot. This is bad. Well, I will say for news, um we've got Dark Tide had a huge update called the Trader's Curse. Ooh. Um, I don't know enough about it. I know that there's some new operations and uh, new loadouts that you can have, as well as additional updates to the talent tree. And there's some hints, and I guess we'll find out if we play it, about Xenos being a part of this. Uh, part two comes next month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always down to play Dark Tide. Um, yes. And the uh, little trailer they had of it definitely hinted at the Xenos. So, um, be curious to play that. Um, not that I have any, but there is a steam feature that's supposed to let you hide your adult games, um, coming to steam. Huh? I've hidden all of mine. You've, you've hidden. I started buying a bunch more and then I've hid uh, hid those too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. I heard this too. This actually came up at work. Um, <laughs> I'm not the type like to buy like adult only games, but I suppose right. if you had it, like people, you don't want people to see that you're playing an adult only game or how many hours you have in an adult only game or exactly what time that you, uh, work on your spank bank. I don't understand why people would buy games for that. It does free on the internet. I mean, <laughs> why do you buy games for this shit? I've never quite ex- quite understood it. I mean, I've seen plenty of them as I've been going through, like, the Discovery queue. Like, it scrapes the bottom of the barrel sometimes, and boy, does it, like, serve me up the, you know, the, the, the weirdness. Like, <laughs> you know, well, volleyball games, which have nothing to do with volleyball, you know? <laughs> It's just, just getting like, like, like K cup level tits just bouncing on your screen. I guess that's right. what it is. That's kind of what I'm yeah getting at. Yes, that's that's why it's well. I mean, it's dead or alive, right? Like dead or alive was always kind of a a pretty horny game that revolved around boob physics, right? Uh, uh, the the even I'm physics is just like. Eh. Even in my loneliest days, I would have, like, rather just, like, beat myself up than uh, play a 
bouncy boob game to jerk off to. That just seems goofy I, as hell. I, I've I've never understood it. I understand that there's people. I mean, there's there's different facets for you know there's different strokes for different folks. I suppose <laughs> different strokes. Uh, but oh uh, yeah, you, I wonder if how many of these games are one handed. Can play uh, with the left hand or the right hand. You know, I uh, I I I I couldn't tell you. <laughs> you just couldn't tell you. That's um, it. That's it. You don't really understand that until you, you actually you, like. Maybe you should uh, buy one for science. Oh, is that what you're going for here? <laughs> for science, all right, you, you all got right, all right. All right. So just just so that I can. Let's see. Where are these? You're gonna you're gonna screw up your algorithm on Steam, and that's gonna oh, do nothing but show you I like I'm going to. Uh, I'm just I'm just searching adult just to see what happens, um, and I immediately regretted it. Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez, adult Toy Star. Um, what? What is this? Oh, oh, it's. It's uh, <laughs> oh, it's got sound. Stop it! Stop the sound. We don't want the sound. It's all in fucking Chinese. Oh yeah, there's a lot of like Chinese adult-only games. Adult just, math. Yeah, it's just like it's just like fucking waifus and bouncing tits. Adult math. For the time being, choose the right example solution or not. Each correct answer removes clues I, from the girls. I wish, <laughs> so dumb, okay. I wish there was, I can't remember the name of the game, but there was some game that was like a Doom-style shooter that featured like a pretty naked succubus, right? But it wasn't all about fucking, it was just about having a naked character on your screen with blasting shit. And I was like, you yeah. know what, that's actually a game, right? But a lot of them are just like super horny, super creepy simulators, you know? It's really like that weird. encourages like super creep behavior, and that part I'm not cool with. Um, you know, like spy on somebody simulator, like yeah, fuck that. That's you're encouraging horrible behavior. Like if somebody's already stooped to the level of getting an adult only game to to work their spank bank, right? Like let's make it even weirder by completely normalizing all the weirdest shit that people do when they're too horny. Um, it's it's. In that way, like it's pretty, pretty kind of gross. Um, oh my God, <laughs> here's one for you. It's a two dollar and ninety nine cent game called Organizer. What the hell? Uh, organize amazing swinger parties and match people, activities, rooms, and toys for an explosive evening. A light-hearted, sex-positive puzzle romp that also supports a good cause. Okay. <coughs> Are uh, you shitting me? <laughs> <clears throat> so, I'm going to talk about something that doesn't have to do with tits and ass. Yes, please. <laughs> um, so, you guys know that um, Gearbox bought out Hoopo Games, right? For the Risk of Range franchise. The first game they have in development is a damn mobile game. Oh. 
auto shooter. Is it a Risk of Rain mobile game though? It's a Risk of Rain mobile game that's an auto shooter. Uh, they're saying they're going to make real Risk of Rain games, but yeah, it's called Hostile Worlds. Is a know. it's a hero collector auto shooter that you can pay currency to accelerate your leveling. I really Gearbox really has been despise. out of favor with me for like ten years. Yeah, I despise fucking mobile games, just specifically because all of the fucking microtransactions are considered predatory in, in my eyes. Yeah, all the Michael transactions. Michael transactions. Yeah, fuck them kids. I will say, if you're looking for an auto shooter. <laughs> Um, there's a game that's getting reviewed pretty well that I'll probably try because it's like less than $10 called Death Must Die. That's very uh, Vampire Survivors-like. That's uh, that's, that's showing up on my, uh, my queue a couple times. Yeah, I'm probably going to pick it up and play it because it's I need games like this for while I'm like in a, in a I can play for 30 minutes at a time kind of thing or when you know nobody can play multiplayer and I just need something to turn my brain off and listen to podcasts. Yeah, like this is the exact kind of game. But it looks neat as shit. And uh let's see how much it is. It's six dollars and twenty nine cents. Ten cent uh ten percent off right now. Ooh, that's a good price. I'm buying it right now. The uh says Swen from uh, Larian Games um has decided that they are going to work on another game because of how well Baldur's Gate 3 did. Of course, it like blew his expectations out of the water. It oh, went from yeah. being a kind of a normal release for them that they thought would do as good as Divinity to doing 10 times better than Divinity 2. Yes. Um, so they are working on another game. They don't okay. know. They have not talked about what it's going to be. Um, they've said they won't do DLC for Baldur's Gate 3 simply because past level 12 in D and D, you get too powerful, and they didn't know what that kind you of. You can't do anything with that, Un- right? Unless the... you depower your characters and you start them back at level one, right? Um, which has happened in D and D campaigns before, um, but I think that it would be better off. You'd be better off actually just exploring a whole new, uh, a whole new story at this point. Like these characters are really great. And I wouldn't mind seeing them pop up in another uh in another campaign as like a NPC character. Just to tie the stories together. But uh I I want to see more new shit. Like the whole idea behind Baldur's Gate 3 was basically that. You had a whole new cast of characters and it peppered in some of the you know, some of the characters from previous Baldur's Gates. Yeah, it's something to keep in mind, too, is it was like five or six years between Divinity 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. And for them to come up with another quality game, it's going to be a while. So, Rusty, me and you will be close to 50 by the time Larian releases another game. I don't give a fuck. 50 by that time, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck them kids. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to play my D&Ds. So we have my fucking Ovaltine at the same time. Right. (laughs) Look, I mean, I get it. You know, you can't expect quality games to come out every single year. I mean, that's it takes time for that shit to you know to work. Um, and I get it. I I understand. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, think about how many years it took Larian to develop Baldur's Gate. Right. And I want want something that's, you know, that's that or better. And I know that they're they're doing that this surprised them. Like, it surprised them, like, they weren't they weren't prepared for how good Baldur's Baldur's Gate Three was going to do for them, but now that they have that magic, there's two you know, two possibilities for them: they either build on it or they crush uh, they they fold under pressure. And Larian's been pretty solid, you know. They've you know they've only gotten better over the years. So hopefully they can take this and use the funds that they got from Baldur's Gate 3 to, you know, to give us something truly fucking special for, uh, uh, for the next game. Yeah. Wherever and whatever that is. It might not be free by the time we release this podcast, but, um, Half-Life 2 is now free and there's a documentary on the making of it. And apparently they adjusted things like the resolution and set it up to be a little bit more modern friendly to modern cards. Mm-hmm. So if you've never played Half-Life 2, I think now's a better time than ever if you want to just play it because it is 100% free and one of my favorite games of all time, even though it's pretty dated at this point. Oh my god, I remember playing, you know, playing that game in <laughs> before I even moved to Florida. I remember playing that game on uh on my mom's old PC in a fucking corner of, you know, I had like three inches of space to move the mouse. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's it's an old game. But if you haven't played it, and there's probably people who haven't, you know, because old games are, um, <coughs> there's people, I, I mean, I work with a person who's never played it. But then again, he said, I don't play single player games. Like, Seriously, he's he's that kind of guy that plays uh, League of Legends and PvP games, uh, uh, CS2 or CS:GO or whatever the fuck it is nowadays. Um, <laughs> I'm calling him out right now because if he gets to this point of the of the podcast and he's listening, he's gonna he's gonna razz me for it. But th- this brings up a, a good question: What's like, that? If you have, if you have a dude that basically only ever plays Call of Duty, Counter Strike, League of Legends, and says he's never played a quality single player game, mm. which single player game would you uh, would you say is is the one to go to? You have to play this game. That's it was it was hard for me to come up with a single player game that would be like the game to go to. No, I mean there are so many good ones, like right. Just off the top of my head. You know, you go Mass Effect 1 and 2, you go to Witcher 3, you go... Because Witcher 3 
be honest, you could jump into without playing any of the previous games. Be fine. Yeah, it gives you enough of the backstory there. Mm-hmm. Jason already filling in um, all the gaps for me already. My uh, mind went immediately the same thing. Insomnia's Spider-Man game is excellent. Um, okay. God, there, there are so many. It's kind of hard to remember them all. Um, but those would certainly be my three go-tos just off the top of my head. Yeah, and they're not too hard. It wouldn't be like, I would recommend something like a Remnant or Remnant 2, but they're, you need to be kind of a seasoned gamer to play that or like an Elden Ring or a Dark Souls, you know? Right. So for me, it was because I was, I'm more of a Final Fantasy person, right? Uh, it was, I mean, my mind immediately went to Final Fantasy games, but I know that those are basically commitments. You know, right, they're very... in 50 to 100 hours commitment, right? Um, and I felt like there was... I was looking for something that would be a unique experience that takes into account, you know, like GRPGs, but also had action and uh, and has a really good story to it. So I said... Near Automata. That's a hard game to get into. I don't think so. I I honestly don't think it would be you know that hard to get into because it plays like an action game, has RPG elements, and you can get through the you know the story is you know it has a really fucking good story to it. Well, I've so. Got- We've got something else that we haven't really talked about on the show. It's kind of like a closing story. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us have grown up um, watching Yahtzee on The Escapist. Um, yes. <clears throat> as being the rapid fire goofy guy that has some goofy videos of usually just he has yet to like very much praise any game. Right. And that's kind of what you want. You want to hear like what is all the shitty things about a game. So you go to. You go to the escapist, you go watch a Yahtzee video and figure out what sucks about a game before you make a decision. And it's usually pretty funny. Well, the one of the main guys that does the that's in charge of the video department got fired for not meeting certain quotas. And then almost the entire video team left with him and then Yahtzee left with him as well. Oh, shit. So Yahtzee is not part of the escapist anymore which we've grown up with going off to restart their own thing completely. And so they're all working for the guy named Caldera, who was their essentially like their team leader or boss or whatever on a completely new project. Um, because the people at the escapist just kind of fucked them over. And that's something I've been watching since like 2007. Yeah. Zero punctuation. You fucking sit down, you, uh, and, you, you, he has actually praised a game. <laughs> there was, the, I, I can't point out exactly which game it was, but I think he had praised one game as like, I want to be bad at this game, but I can't. It's, it, <laughs> but it's usually, a, the you always take the review with a grain of salt, right? Like, you know that he's pointing out all the flaws humorously with the game. Right. 
And so that's what you're going to it for. You're not going to it to get a four out of five star review or anything like that. You're going there to see what is everybody going to shit on, right? Um, and it's perfect for that. And that's the mindset you go into it. Then you never really get pissed off. Um, in fact, you laugh a lot. So I don't know. Good luck to Yahtzee. Um, what's his name? Ben Croshaw, I think. Um, and that whole crew. I just look forward to see what they do. Um, hopefully, under without those restraints, they do better. And uh, maybe it is time for them to change up their format a little bit. They've been doing the same thing, even though it's been pretty successful for 15 plus years. Yeah, um, it's just like. But it is crazy to be like, that's like an end of an era. It's it kind of like when G4 TV went off air. Like, in my mind, I actually watched a lot more of that than G4 TV because G4 TV was very much kind of designed for the masses. Right. This, um, this was exactly exactly the 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 reason why i watched zero punctuation was like i want to see what he shits on about this game because it what what i got from that was basically you take the you know he takes the rose tinted glasses off he's like yeah this is this is the reason why this game you know this game might get some hate right but he has a you know a, a unique way of uh delivering that you know that information which if you're you know if you're sitting there saying this is the greatest game of all time oh yahtzee's gonna find all the flaws he's gonna find the flaws and 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 he would be the balance to that so that you can actually be like you know what he's right this isn't the greatest game of all time it's pretty good but it does have flaws you know (laughs) well i think uh I think we need to wrap up. So, Jason, uh, where can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash RealTiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends of the show. You've got For the Love of Gaming. You've got NoQuarters.net, BMFCast.com, and TVGP.TV. They will also do a game of the year. And with that, It's the end of the show. Alrighty. Peace.